When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It has been a minute since I've got to say this, so pardon my excitement. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where influential guests and I break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is remembering your New Year's resolutions. Let's do this. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandale, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. I've got my lovely better half, Aisha Holden, here with me today. Um, we've been gone for a while. We have. <laughs> yeah. It has been a minute. It's been a minute. Yes, indeed. <laughs> How many specific minutes has it been? <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to do the math. I'm so sure Seven months? Yes. Yeah. Right since May, right? I think. I don't know. I don't do math I don't anymore. I think it's like seven yeah. months. Um, I feel like we owe everybody an explanation. Because I feel like we just ghosted everybody. And that was not the intention. Right. So, so uh, kind of daters, uh, here's what actually happened. So uh, real talk, like as you guys know, outside of the podcast, um, Aisha and I have a life and do many other things and have uh, other jobs. And one of mine is I'm a writer. Um, and so uh, in the early part of 2022, I was super overwhelmed just working on a bunch of projects and pitches. Um, and then I suddenly got this producing gig in Spain. So I had to leave. Um, and uh, we had to take a break because of the time difference and it just wasn't going to be possible. So I was gone for the summer. Um, but before that gig happened, I was just feeling like we were on autopilot. You know, um, there was just so many things happening that it just felt like a, like we weren't getting enough time to prep and we were just doing it to do it with blinders on. And uh, and it wasn't feeling fulfilling even for me. Um, and so then I was like, okay, we'll just take the summer off. And that was the hiatus message that we sent everybody. The last one that I think was put up in June. Um, and I was like, we'll be back after the summer. Easy peasy. But life is never easy peasy. And so uh, when I was away on this gig, um, I had a, a really terrible Me Too situation happen on the job. Um, I actually came back and I was pretty uh, broken was is probably the right word. Um, I had a lot of PTSD. Um, I didn't realize that so much of the trauma that uh, that you guys have heard me talk about, especially in uh, in being in an abusive relationship, was sort of trapped in my body. Um, and being in a, a situation where um, I was in an abusive work relationship or, you know, relationship, you know what I mean? Like a, a work situation um, with a superior, my body was like, woof, it did all kinds of crazy things I didn't think that it would do, um, including shutdown and including like just randomly having 
hysterical crying fits and um, feeling very depressed and, and not being able to really be myself for a bit. So I couldn't come back. Um, and, uh, and at that point, honestly, I kind of thought of ending the podcast and I was thinking, you know what, like we've given 220 episodes, uh, maybe that's it. Like maybe we got the message out that we wanted to get and, and that's it. Like all, all things must come to an end, you know? But then I went to San Francisco. So one of the things I do also is stand up. And uh, I did uh, my first shows in San Francisco. And some listeners showed up to the to the gig. And one specific listener, shout out Simon, because he has been a long, long time listener, um, came up to me, was teary eyed, and literally said that we had changed his life. And that this podcast had helped him so much. and. Aish, he was like, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for Aisha. How's Aisha? And it was like so adorable. And it made me um, teary eyed because I'd never seen that response up close and personal, really. And I realized like, yeah, can't stop. Won't stop. You know, Um, so before I pivot, I just want to say thank you guys. Um, thank you guys for being patient while we've been away, um, while uh, I was dealing with stuff for being kind through it. Cause some people messaged me and they were like, when's it coming back? And when I said, I need a break, everybody was like, go enjoy. You've been doing this for so long. And I really appreciated that. Um, you know, thank you for being on this journey with us. Cause it is that for us, right? Aish, like we've been doing this for six years. Um, and we forget that people like know us and know our story, which is humbling. Um, and I think that that is like a huge motivation for us, um, that we have this actual relationship with you guys, you know, our kind of daters who are listening, um, even though we don't always get to see you. We hear you and we feel you and like we love you and, you know, need you as much as you feel like you need us or the message that we get to send. Um, so for me, it was like this whole thing taught me a big lesson, which was the same thing we advise a lot of times in relationships. You know, sometimes you got to take a break Got to take a break, got to step back and like reevaluate and figure out why you're doing something. Right. It's like the same thing in being in a relationship. You go on autopilot in a relationship and you wake up suddenly and it's like five years down the line. You're like, what do I like about you? (laughs) Why are we in this? (laughs) And and so it took me a minute, you know, but then I realized why we're doing this. And Aish, we also had a, a nice discussion about it, you know, of that idea of like wanting to help people navigate this world in a um, uh, healthy, humorous way. Um, And to always like tell you guys the stuff I wish somebody told me when I was younger. Um, So long story short, we feel fucking re-energized and inspired to come back bigger and better than ever for you. Um, And so with that, I want to know 
How have you been, Aisha? <laughs> Man, uh, first of all, I want to say shout out to Simon. That was very sweet. I love that story. Like it, like you were saying, sometimes you forget that there's like people actually listening. We're just kind of, you know, talking, talking into mics sometimes. Um, so it's nice to just be reminded that yeah, people are listening, and you know, I forget it's hopefully helping some people. So that's um pretty cool. Um, and I'm also really happy that you were able to take the time off that you needed because, you know, serious business. <laughs> um, I am good. I also, you know, it was a, uh, a much needed time off for myself as well. Um, I feel like about, I don't know, a year or so ago, I had a lot of like big life changes happen all at the same time. And so last year was just a lot of me catching up to that and sort of just losing losing how I felt or losing who I felt that I am or that I was and trying to, you know, regain that and get back to that refocus um on things. So yeah, it it was definitely it was a time for reflection. It was a it was a difficult time for me as well, just mentally. Um as you know, long time people, long time listeners probably know that I'm pretty uh good at like self-regulating like you know very self-aware and I was coming to a point where I was like oh I'm not able to like get to self-regulate myself as much as I was before so you know I think it's a little bit time to start taking taking a step back so I've definitely um you know took the year basically to process things and and now I'm now that we're in wonderful 2023 um just using this time to you know get back to the things that are important and to reintroduce me to me essentially I love that and that happens too right sometimes we you're you you're living your own life you're in your own skin but we don't realize like we're not ourselves sometimes and and life is constantly happening and we lose who we are in that process at times and and the only way to get back to yourself is to take a break and and step away from everything so you have time to be introspective. Um, is there anything specific you kind of did through the year? Are you feeling better now? Um, I'm I'm on the road to recovery of feeling better. Um, I'm like good. starting therapy, you know, doing all the doing all the good stuff. So that's exciting. <laughs> um, specific things. You know, I love therapy. I know, right? Yes, we've been talking about it forever. It's finally happening. It's very exciting. It's very scary, but it's exciting at the same time. <laughs> Um, as far as like things, specific things, do you mean like specific things that I did or like? Yeah. Like, was there anything you tried to do to get back to you or was it just a lot? Was it like reflecting more or was it like cutting people out and doing stuff like, or all of it? It was definitely, there was a lot of reflecting. Um, there was a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of reminiscing, I guess which dwelling, I feel like I was doing a lot of dwelling, which I don't think is you know, the most helpful, but I was, you know, we're getting older, thinking about time, thinking about things. I think we had an episode about time this around this time last year, you know, um, but those thoughts just kind of overpowered. And I just found myself losing a lot of the like, I don't know, the like joy in doing things that I used to do. So I I would try to force myself to do things, but it was a lot easier for me to be like, eh, I don't really want to do stuff, you know? <laughs> so 
That time thing is so fucking yeah. real. Like I will admit in the last like couple of years, I think the pandemic, mm-hmm. I didn't feel it the first year, the second year of the pandemic. And as things started like opening back up slowly, I was like, oh my God, like a chunk of my life has disappeared in a sense, even like, yeah, we did things and things happened, but just that interaction with the world. And now I'm like, am I suddenly old? (laughs) And like everything feels like now I don't want to go to the same bars and lounges I used to go to. Now I'm like, damn it. I aged out and I didn't even get the transition phase (laughs) (laughs) because the fucking pandemic took it from me. Um, And now I just feel like a weirdo. True. Like, yeah, I, obviously the pandemic was hard, but like, I found it much harder, like now in this quote unquote pre-pandemic or like endemic stage of things than um, when we were then. And so, yeah, like you're saying, I'm just like, whoa, wait a second. Oh, yeah. when did this happen? I'm looking at my skin all right. the time. I'm like, was it always like this? Was it like this before the pandemic? Yes. <laughs> And I don't know, maybe we were just too busy to notice it. I I don't know. But yeah, I get it. Like, it's been such a mindfuck. Actually, uh, whatever this break did help. And weirdly enough, just December, I just finally decided, like, I'm letting that shit go. I was like, I don't care anymore. I'm I'm just going to have to own where I am in my life right now. And like, that's it. Um, So I appreciate that honesty that that's, you know, you're still a work in progress for you and and you're doing a few things to kind of get yourself out of it. So um, we got this, though. We got it. Um, Are you excited now to be back? Yeah, Yeah, it should be great. I'm excited to see the things we're going to talk about, the people who we're going to talk to. But like dating has changed. (laughs) Dating is always changing. But, you know, the first our for both of our perspectives have changed because of, you know, our own relationship status. So it should be very, should be some, some good stuff. Yeah. What is your relationship status? <laughs> Still in a relationship. <laughs> ah! <laughs> How many years has it been uh, now? Like a year, somewhere around a year and a half. It's like probably a little bit wow. less, but yeah. In that way. That's big for you. Is this the longest relationship is, ever? Yeah. The longest romantic relationship. Wow. <laughs> How does it feel? It's so interesting. Um, I mean, it, it feels good that I, you know, have found a person that this was so easy, you know, to get to this point. Cause it, it's like, it doesn't feel like it's been that much time, but then I'm like, Oh wait, no, it's been like, it'll be two years very soon. Like, Whoa. Um, so that. Cause you met your family and everybody. Um, some cousins and like my sister my sister was there when we first met um haven't yeah. done the like parent parental exchange yet but <laughs> mm. yeah that's nice <laughs> yeah that's so cool I'm really happy for you yes uh for all the years I have known Aisha um this is uh, a healthy happy long relationship um but she's also just an amazing person um, so, and, and you are, so it's like, uh, you're both awesome together. Um, I love it. Uh, I'm coming on three years yeah. in March. <laughs> That's awesome. Same. 
also can't believe that three years has passed, like that the pandemic happened. And I don't know, it's I'm sure everybody feels this in their own way. Like, it's just a mindfuck of time. You're just like, what? Three years? How is how did that happen? Um, But yeah, it's been uh, because we met just before the pandemic. So we're coming on three years in March and uh, he's stuck with me for now. (laughs) So we'll see how that goes. Um, (laughs) Is this the longest that you've lived with somebody? Because I know you've been in relationships long. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely the longest I've lived with somebody because the um, the ex I was with when I first started the podcast, we were living together. The living situation only lasted like six months before it didn't work out. So it was very quick. Um, So even with this one, with my boyfriend now, I was like pacing it. I was like, "Mm, who knows what will happen? Um, But we have healthily passed a year. um, And, uh, you know, we're we're on the ups of that. Um, But we also like, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, oh man, like we've done a lot in those three years. Like, I don't even know if I mentioned it on the podcast ever, but I froze my eggs also at one point in the, in the start of the pandemic in 2020. No, not start, the end of 2020, I froze my eggs. And so, so I was like looking back and we were thinking about like all the things we've gone through. And I was like, ah, we've done lots of like road trips and uh, obviously like stuck in a home together for with, with nothing, all that stuff. But then I was like, yeah, you were there with me when I froze my eggs. He just recently tore his Achilles heel. I was like, this is like a real fucking life relationship <laughs> going through actual right. stuff. So it's cool. Um, but now we're back yeah. and we're ready to talk about this in this dating world with fresh eyes. Um, killer guests. We got some amazing guests lined up, guys. Um like really, really great guests, um, people that you have seen, people you have heard of, uh, people who are experts in areas. Um, we've been listening to all you guys and the the kinds of topics you want. Um, and we're like expanding the topics too. So I, I really hope that you will enjoy it. Um, we're also going to add some new fun things. We're adding some fun segments to, to each guest. So either we're going to play a game with them or, you know, so I just want you guys to like mentally be prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what is this podcast now? No, it's the same thing, but we're just adding a couple little things in there. Um, and and we're now going to have exclusive content. That's a, a fun, exciting one. So uh, we're going to have exclusive content specifically on our social media. Um, and we're mostly now going to be on Instagram and TikTok um, and YouTube uh, going forward. Mostly Instagram as the way to communicate with us. Uh, we're bringing back something. If you are, this, this is going to be a test of if you are a real OG listener. Um, we used to have a segment called Dating Confessions. Uh, on the podcast where we used to have guests uh, tell us one dating confession. Um, but we're now only going to reveal that on Instagram after the episode airs. So you're going to have to go to our Instagram and check out our really cool guests' dating confessions. Um, also, if you go to our Instagram, you can probably also see who some of those guests are. I'm really excited about some of them. Like, soup's excited. Um, so please, guys, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Uh, We'll be communicating with you more there. And also, um, we're going to be asking you for listener questions on Instagram. So uh, tell us what you want to 
uh, ask a guest and we will shout you out and um, and ask your question to that guest. It could be dating related. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Just uh, this is your opportunity. Um, also in the episode, something that I hope will be helpful. This is like a little logistically thing, but um, the description of the episodes will be a little bit more detailed and we're going to have some timestamps and stuff in there for you. So hopefully that will help you navigate the episode a little easier. I just want you guys to enjoy um, the experience as much as possible. So, um, and we have some really big plans for 2023 and onwards. Um, something we're really working towards is getting this show on the road. So we want to tour. Um, we're figuring out how that's going to be. Um, but we will let you know when that happens. Um, and there, yeah, there's, there's a bunch of stuff in the works and, uh, you guys have also asked a bunch of times for a book. I'm actually for the first time considering it. Um, so uh, there are really cool things. The only way this happens, though, is when you interact with us. So um, I know it sometimes feels one way conversation because we're talking at you, but it's not. So we need you to interact with us more. And the best way to do that is on social media. So um, tell us the guests you want, you know, screenshot the episode that you love, tag us, tell us what you thought of it. Um, what's going on in your life? We care. We actually really do care. Um, like we cared about Simon. Simon's actually been an Instagram friend for a long time because of this podcast. And then I, he came out to a show and I was so touched. So we really do um, pay attention and we care. If you have any guest suggestions or questions or topic suggestions, all of it, um, we're open. Uh, as always, you know that this podcast only grows if you subscribe and tell your friends. So please do that. Um, please give us a five-star rating or review. When we started the podcast, there were like, there was nobody doing a dating podcast. Everybody. And now everybody's <laughs> out there. Um, Literally everybody. So no knock to that. That's awesome. Um, but we hope that uh, if you have continued to enjoy what we provide, um, that you will support and, and leave us a five-star rating. Cause that's the only way we grow. Um, we're also on social media, like I said, and so we're at kind of dating across the board. And if you ever want to talk to Aish, get updates from her, find out where she's at. Cause she has, she lives a fun ass life. Where are you I at? I am at Aisha's Buzz Dance across the board. And I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram and Natasha.Chandel on TikTok. Okay. Okay, that was long. Thank you for sticking with us. This is what happens when you take a break for seven months. Okay, we had to fill you in on the business, but it's out of the way now. So let's get into it. We are into February of 2023, which means it's one month into the new year. You know, you know what that day is, right? That that day that we all reverse Cinderella when uh, the clock strikes midnight, we go from being bums into pretty princesses with beautiful glass slippers. And uh, part of the fairy dust is resolutions. The goals or goal, the goal or goals we've made that will refocus us and make our lives better. Oh, you forgot about all of that stuff already, right? All those resolutions. Everybody's like, what? Oh, shit. Fuck yeah, resolutions. All right. Well, don't worry because we're here to remind you and talk about which resolutions are helping you and which resolutions might be hurting you this year. Um, we're also going to play a fun game with our guests. So you got to stick around for that. Speaking of whom, 
Wow. Wow. She has been very patient. She's been patient for a long ass time because we've been talking for like 15 minutes. Um, I cannot wait to introduce our first guest of 2023. She is an author and podcaster. She wrote the hit book, A Single Revolution, and hosts her podcast, which I'll be on pretty soon, A Single Serving. Welcome to the show, Shaney Silver. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh, we're so happy to have you. Um, it has, again, thank you for being patient with that whole spiel, but <laughs> it had been a minute. My they deserved pleasure. it. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get into it because like our first question for every guest is always, Aisha. Are you single or in a relationship? I am single. I have been single for 15 years and I have been creating content in this space, I would say for the last five years from a really... Um, narrative changing positive space and for years before that i was doing what what many other people do which is just bitching into oblivion after every terrible date and i realized that wasn't getting me or anyone like me any further so i um i took a very very hard look at singlehood itself and my own singlehood and how singlehood is talked about and portrayed and experienced and i was like this isn't working what might work and i found something that did and it felt really good. So I haven't shut up about it since, essentially. We love it. I mean, people clearly are uh, resonating a lot with it. I mean, why do you think um, people connect to so much of what you have to say? I think they're tired. I think single people, particularly those who have been long-term single, but it's not exclusive to us. I think people are tired of a broken dating culture. I think we are tired of, um, you know, you can get away with it for a while. As a dating industry, you can get away with it for a while. Dating apps are a shiny new toy. They're super fun. You flip through faces. You can meet somebody without having to leave your couch. Like that's that's a good sell. That, that sells itself. Um, but there's only so long that you can get away with what dating culture has become, which is a festering dumpster set aflame surrounded by bees and swords. And you can't do it any longer. Like we get it now. We under, we see what this is. We understand what this is. The horror stories are no longer the exception. They are the rule. And um, I think my work resonates because I'm one of the only people in this space that is talking about not dating for once, but singlehood and why we hate it so much, why we try to run from it with such fervor. Stop for a second and ask yourself what you're running from. Um, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, I think I'm approaching things from a very different angle that wasn't looked at before because it was an angle that was shamed and degraded and um, it was meant to be embarrassing. And I don't find my work embarrassing. So I think that's why people resonate with it. Yeah, it's interesting you said the that uh, horror stories are the norm now because uh, what's funny is, you know, and you must get this all the time, Shaney, because you do a pack podcast also, but people always hit us up and they're like, we would be great guests on the podcast because we have these crazy stories. And I literally want to tell everybody, I'm like, every everybody at this <laughs> point has a crazy story. Uh, it would be more interesting to find somebody who didn't have a crazy story um, because it's just become so normal now. Uh, I'm curious, though, because you said you've been single for 15 years, which I fucking love. Um do you ever feel pressure to be single for the work um, or or are you just sort of like open to whatever happens and just it hasn't like how do you approach that? I don't even want to say like it hasn't happened because I don't think anything has to happen. But 
How do you approach that? No, it's a very common question I get all the time. Um, I am not staying single so that I can keep my career going. Um, I just happen to still be this. Um, it's very much the first question that everyone wants to know. Well, what are you going to do when you're in a relationship? How are you going to make your podcast? How are you going to write what you write? I'm just going to. I'm, I'm just going to keep doing whatever I want whenever I want to do it. I'm not going to lie. Um, I would never, you know, hide any sort of relationship that I was in or anything like that, but I am going to be very conscious about what that means for, for my life and my, my private space. But I'm still going to think being single isn't something shameful, even when I'm in a relationship. So that doesn't impact the work that I do. Um, I like to think that it's only going to expand it. I think it's just going to give me deeper and deeper perspective into this world. And I, I actually do look forward to being one partnered person who can still talk to single people from a place of respect, not superiority. And I think we're running out of those. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm really curious to see what happens. It hasn't, so it doesn't stress me out. <laughs> it's really not something that I'm worried about. Um, but I like to think that it will only make me and my work better. Um, I'm sorry, better is the wrong word. I think it'll widen my perspective. Mm. Yeah. And I think uh, it's a question we get asked too all the time. That's why I felt the urge to ask it because I haven't actually met somebody on the other side. Like, you know, Aisha and I were single forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, before this relationship, like my entire adult life has basically just been in a pretty short relationships. Um, and so a lot of people were like, oh, how are you going to do kind of dating now? Because you're in a relationship. And I was like, I was single forever. And uh, I understand what it's still like. Now I have a different perspective, but it doesn't mean it's a better perspective. It just means it's different. And it's just an added point of view. Um, and we just continue like this podcast has never been about us. Uh, we share our personal stories just to help people kind of navigate certain topics. But um, it's really just about the experience of dating and that it does matter whether you're in a relationship or not. And I do think it is what you said. It's like making sure that you're still talking to people and not at people, um, which I'm sure is something that you notice also happen a lot in, in sort of this um, dating world that we're in, you know, the, the culture of coaches and matchmakers and stuff like that, who are always telling people some weird formula. And it's something uh, that I really thought was refreshing with your work because uh, you also kind of don't seem to believe in those kinds of things. No. How much time you got? No, I don't believe <laughs> So let me ask, do you believe in New Year's resolutions? I think if it works for you, sure. I think whatever feels good to you should be done. Like it, it really isn't, um, I don't think there are too many things that are universal that are going to work for everybody from skincare to New Year's resolutions, like find what works for you. And that's really the only thing that matters. Um, what I don't love is pressure, either societal or personally imposed pressure, family imposed pressure, socially imposed pressure. I don't like that. I don't think it's very lasting. Um, I, I also wonder like, and maybe this would be good research for me to have done. Where did these things begin? Like where did New Year's resolutions begin and how did they get to a thing where like the only ads you see on Instagram in January are for like 
non-diet diets. Like I know mm-hmm. what you're doing. I see through, I see through the acai bowl. Don't give me <laughs> this. Don't give me this. I know what you're doing. Um, but I think they can also be really lovely. I think personal refreshes and restarts can be wonderful. Personal inventory can be wonderful. And January 1st is just one arbitrary day, really. Like your personal restart can happen any day of the year that you want. I just like January 1st because everybody else is doing it and I'm a joiner. So it's it just feels really nice. They don't have to be like life-changing. And I don't think that any of those life-changing resolutions really, you know, last. But I find the ones that are manageable and delightful that can be easily folded into the batter of your life. I think those are lovely. Do you, did you make any actually this year? I have a few things that I would really like to fold back into the batter of my life that, that got lost somewhere along the Panda Express that, you know, we, we miss certain things that we used to. I miss reading. I miss reading a book. There are four half read books in my line of sight right now. And it's, bothering me that I, um, my attention span, my ability to sit still has just been drained and I can't focus on a page to the tune of like me starting to watch more and more documentaries because I need to work on my brain and, and challenge my brain. I can some, sometimes focus on a documentary because I feel like it's faster. Is that cheating? I don't know, but I'm learning something. I'm, I'm expanding my brain, but I don't have to fight with a page in a book. Um, and I found myself like fighting to to turn the page and I was just so disinterested. So I'm hoping to get back into reading. Um, I would like to I've work been, more. I've been doing audio books. I was going to say which, audio. Uh, which, <laughs> yeah, but I do feel bad even about that because I actually do. I'm trying to finish, like you said, I have a bunch of half read books mm-hmm. and I'm trying to finish the whole thing. Um in a physical page, because I used to love reading. I don't know about you. I'm sure you guys also, I used to read like a book a day back in the day. Now I like can't get through one in like two, three months. I'm like, oh my God, still going. Uh, Yeah. Why is is it hard? Why is it hard to read a book? This shouldn't be hard. I can crack it. If I give some time to it, I think I can crack this code of why I'm no longer a reader. I think it's the screens. I'm sure it's the screens. You hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. And I think there's like a guilt to like, feel like we need to be doing something. And when you're reading, you are just doing that one thing. <laughs> it's true. I know that's how I feel. Because like now when you're on social media, you can just like hop mm-hmm. through five different things. And uh, and again, that whole ADD culture. And now when you have to sit and read a book, I feel like I've fallen asleep within 10 minutes. Exactly. It, it. It's my like night. Yeah. It's like my little nighttime medicine. Um, yeah. You know what you said? It's uh, so I did do some research. Um, there wasn't that I found like a specific thing of why resolutions specifically started. But uh, there was one interesting uh, tidbit that I took out, which is that psychologists have found rather than seeing our life as a continuum, we tend to craft a narrative, which is divided into separate chapters that mark the different stages of our life. So uh, a psychologist, Katie Milkman, um, a psychology professor of Wharton School, uh, said that people tend to think about life as if they're characters in a book. Um, and so that kind of, because it is kind of this, like, we have this mental, oh, the chapter of 2022 is over and 2023 is starting again. And so maybe as we're turning the page, we think, how do I want to read this chapter or approach this next chapter? Um because we are very like linear in that sense. You know, we don't know how to, I, I always, I, I think New Year's resolutions are a good idea. Um, 
again, like you said, if they work for you, um, over the years, mine have sort of transformed into different ways. Like now I'm much more into vision boards and um, necessary, not necessarily into like a specific resolution, but rather sometimes I choose a word now. Um, so I choose a word that I kind of want to encompass the year with. Uh, so, I, you know, and, and Luis and I, my partner, we did uh, a couple's word. And then we did like an individual thing. So like I had a separate vision board and then uh, we didn't do a couple's vision board, but we just kind of like talked about what's something we want to do together. And, and our person, our couple one was discipline and my individual one was win and that's it. Um, and that was only kind of a, because of a narrative I've created in my head. Um, so I think like the, I mean, Aisha, how do you, how do you sort of approach New Year's resolutions? Um, it's so funny that you said that psychologists talk about how people say it's like a book. So that's literally what I describe <laughs> myself to. I'm like, oh, caught. Um, <laughs> but I definitely you consider it like a book, like your chapters. Your life, like yeah. I, I yeah. talk about that all the time. I'm like, all right, next chapter. This is you know, this is 30s. This is mid 20s. Whatever. Blah blah. Next chapter. Um, so it's just kind of funny that it's like, yeah, that's that's how people think. <laughs> I'm part yeah. of the people who think. Um, but I think definitely for this year, I I also had sort of like stopped doing resolutions for a while, mostly because I felt guilty for not completing them. You know, um, the pressure of completing the these resolutions just got too much. So I stopped doing it. But I did sort of this year, um, as I was kind of talking about earlier, um, sort of set out to myself just like an overall goal, which I think is just another way to say resolution, but it sounds better. Um, a goal for the year. Um, again, it's just to, you know, get back on track, refocus, um, win, <laughs> you know. Uh, Shani, for, for you, like, why do you think it's hard for us to like, sort of keep these resolutions? Like you said, that we, we feel this pressure, but why are we sort of even feeling this pressure? Do you think we're just making too big like resolutions that are too big to manage or, or is it something that. I think we're forgetting that life is going to life. Like life is not going to be wildly different in 2023 than it was in 2022, maybe for some, but for most of us, like life is not this perpetual string of highs and lows. Life is mostly the middles. And so enjoying the middles is an art form. And I hope for, for anyone listening that you can appreciate your middles and have gratitude for them and learn to, to ride with them because that's the good stuff. It's not just about the highs and the lows. It's about the day-to-day and, and liking your day-to-day and living it authentically. And I think that, that really loving your life flows from that. Um, but yeah, we, if you're thinking that everything is going to change and suddenly be like kittens and rainbows, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you, but it's probably, it's probably just going to be like, I mean, there might be kittens, but normal weather. You know what I mean? It's the expectations are, are a bit off for me, but I think we're getting better at that. And I think sort of the uh, farce of social media is helping, helping with that. Um, I think we're seeing through a lot of nonsense that we used to maybe uh, feel pressured by. Um, For every, for every post on social media, that's like, I'm making these resolutions and doing X, Y, and Z. There's someone else saying, you don't have to, it's okay. And really the answer will always be like, whatever feels good to you. It's not, it's not about what we see really in the outside world that can contribute to how we feel, but figuring out how you feel on your own without influence from anybody is probably the best approach to, to starting a new year. I found that the hardest part about a resolution was 
like you make a resolution, but then if you don't have a plan to back it up, then you don't complete it. And then you are basically making like a a negative correlation or negative reinforcement kind of you're, you're teaching yourself that it fails. And so you're not liking the idea of a resolution where sometimes I feel like if we make, you know, like I have friends and they, they don't like working out, but then they'll say, I want to have a Shakira body by this year. And I'm like, that's totally doable. It's I'm sure it's doable if you're Kim Kardashian and you can afford, you know, a trainer that's going to work with you twice a day for three hours a day, whatever. But the likelihood is uh, if you don't like working out and you want that um, and then you are not doing anything, like not making a plan to do it, then you're going to feel like, oh, well, this is a stupid thing I just did. I don't even want to do it versus going, you know, maybe uh, I'm going to cut down eating out once a week. You know, something like a little bit more manageable that that leads to so sort of that big goal. Because um, I think, yeah, that that's that's sort of in my thing is like now I try to do very small achievable things because then I love checking it off and going like, ha, I actually did this. Um, but I love what you said of living in the middle. I love that. Um, we're definitely going to make that the quote for this, uh, episode. Um, yeah, it was dope. <laughs> right. We're going to, uh, I'm curious what you think, because there are, there are some resolutions like, okay, fine. You, you do want to make a resolution, but there are some resolutions that are not healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, especially in the dating world and especially the pressure singles feel every year from life, our fucking families, society, everything. So, uh, what are some of those kind of unhealthy resolutions? Have you heard of any, have you thought of any? Um, that we can help maybe point out to people and go like, that might not be as helpful to you. Well, I think any resolution that you make that has to do with something you don't control is a fool's errand. We do not control when and where we meet our future partners. We simply don't. That is life. That is fate. That is the universe, God, whatever you want to call it. We are not in charge of when and where we meet people. By the way, not just in a romantic setting, in a friend setting, in a professional setting sometimes, like there is no... um, There's no action you can take that will make you meet your partner any faster. There really isn't. And um, the dating industry will tell you different things because it wants your money. I won't. I don't care if you give me money or not. I would just like single people to be happy. And I think any resolution that you make that has to do with finding someone is going to put more pressure on a pressured situation during the two months of the year that are, in my opinion, the hardest for singles. I know that November and December are rough, but January and February are harder because you've just come off of seeing family. You have probably answered a lot of questions that you should have never been asked by your family um, or by your friends, maybe. And you also saw a litany of things that people in the couple club got to do that you maybe didn't. And um, we forget that they make matching pajamas for pets. Y'all just keep looking at the families and being jealous, but you have a pet maybe in your house if you're a Side single note, person. Dress I think that it that's- up. I think that that's such a ridiculous thing because every couple, my my all my married friends, my brother, they all did it. Aisha, you look a little guilty right now. <laughs> um, they did the cup, the matching Christmas PJs this year. It's cute. 
Girl, you it's did it. It's allowed to be cute. It's it. allowed Aisha to be cute. It. But I want to talk to both members of that couple in separate rooms. And I want to find out which one didn't want to do it. Right. I want to find out. The kids are on board. They get presents. They don't care. But I want to see if both spouses wanted to do that. I, I really want to know. The ones that I think are cute, honestly, are the ones where like a 25 person family gets everybody in on it. That to me is so yes. fun and funny. And the day, what what you don't see is the good stuff to me. They're like, everybody put your pajamas on. Like there was a minute where that whole household had to change clothes and gather and take a photo. And, you know, somebody like made an inappropriate burp before the camera went off and made everybody laugh. And like, it was just, I'm sure that like the behind the scenes of a big family photo like that would be so funny and silly. And I would love that. But the, um, we have to do this now for social media. And uh, again, I don't vibe with that. Yeah, it's 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 so silly. And also, like you said, the, in in during the holidays and the beginning of the new year, we're seeing all these people living a life that it feels like that's what I guess everybody's telling you you're supposed to have. Um, but it's just not reality and it's not true. It doesn't have to be the life that you have to have. Um, and I find it hard. I mean, what do you what advice would you give to sort of People who are in relationships, who are around people who are single, like on one end, you don't want to feel bad for anybody, but also like, how do you make sure somebody's not feeling ostracized or, or singled out? Invite them to dinner. Just invite them, invite them places. And once you invite them to those places, um, split things evenly with them. Even if you're in a couple, um, it's just include people, include people. That's that's the nicest thing is like, don't change your relationship with your friends once you are in a relationship with a romantic partner. That's the kindest thing I think you can do. Um, and also don't answer questions we didn't ask. If we are not asking you for dating advice, please do not give it. Um, if we are not asking for reassurance that, oh, I'm sure you'll meet someone someday, don't tell us that. If there is something that a single person wants to talk about that has to do with their singlehood or their dating life, we will tell you. It's really, um, we've, we've really got to expand our notion of small talk because um, the only kind of small talk that is allowed to be romantic in you know society with manners has to do with single people. But I can't sit down at a table with my married friends and say, so when's the last time you guys had sex? How's therapy going? Like you can't do that with married people because what happens behind closed doors is sacred and worthy of respect. But the same thing is happening to single people just in a different kind of way. And for some reason, our lives are supposed to be this open book and we're supposed to want to gossip about this. And it's not gossip. It's not small talk. It's not conversation fodder. It's not how you catch up with a friend. There is so much more to a single person's life than their dating life or their singlehood itself. They are a whole person. So being mindful that your single friends are a whole person and treating them as such um, is usually usually the way to go. Um, just golden rule it. If you wouldn't want someone to say it to you, don't say it to your single friends. Just don't do that. Oh, yeah. I used to hate all of that. Um all the questions people used to ask, the feeling bad for you, the I'm just, and I uh, actually had no problem. I used to three wheel, like be the third wheel to all my friends, uh, my couple friends. I would never feel bad, but they would feel bad for me. And I was like, stop feeling bad for me. I'm actually really happy. Like it doesn't bother me at all to, to be here. I don't feel like I needed somebody else. This is actually more fun. I just, I like, like watching and observing people. And then Maybe if I'm out, I get to have some fun. If I met somebody else, I don't need to 
But yeah, I that's a really great advice because I feel like there there are a lot of people on the other side as couples who might be listening going like they can approach it better for single people. Um, we're going to play a little game. Are you down for a little game? Sure. Okay. This is a fun game. Um, it's a guessing game. So you're going to guess the celebrity resolution. So Aisha's going to read you um, a New Year's resolution and give you two celebrity names. You can't Google it in the meantime, okay? Um, so you're going to have to guess which one made it. And uh, kind of daters listening, uh, guess two along with us. All right? Go for it, Aisha. All right. I love this first one. <laughs> it's so bougie. Set aside time to practice my cello and play more chamber music with my quartet. Was this singer Josh Groban or model Olivia Culpo? Well, I, I mean, is this is this a trick question? <laughs> no, it's just it's. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with our musician friend. That that would be Mike. I really like. Does she with play who? cello? Who did you guess? Uh, the, number Gosh. one. Josh Groban? Who is it, Aish? Um, I believe Olivia it is, Coppo. is. Yeah, Olivia Coppo. <laughs> that one's Olivia Coppo. Amazing. Coppola. I know. Amazing. That's so cool. <laughs> I know. Yes. Super random. Okay, next one. <clears throat> My New Year's goals are not <laughs> to buy any more Jordans and to be able to do 50 push ups straight and rant on Trump as much as possible. <laughs> was that Marvel Simeon Liu or comedian Michael Rapaport? Michael. Correct. Good job. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking it was Simeon. <laughs> Although Simeon I just Liu? don't yeah. think that like not buying more Jordans in a year is realistic. If you like buying Jordans, why restrict? I mean, don't buy a thousand pairs, but like if you see a pair of shoes you want, you should be able to buy them and you shouldn't have to impose guilt on yourself for that. Get the shoes. I get the shoes. Life is hey, short. Get as, the shoes. as long as you're not getting yourself into debt, do it. True. Have fun. Very true. Very true. <laughs> right. uh, Aish, what's another one? All right. This is one I think a lot of people can relate to. And it's very simple. One less drink a day. <laughs> Was it singer Blake Shelton or rapper Drake? Blake Shelton. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That was an easy one. That was an easy one. I'm very one. proud of him for, for putting that out there. Final one and one that I also kind of relate to. Calling instead of texting and also putting away my laundry from the washer to the dryer to the drawer in the same day. That's hard to do. I'm doing none of those things. I'm doing exactly 0% of those things. None of those things are happening. My dryer is my dresser where my clothes go. Sorry. Like, that's just... It's true, right? It can't just, because I, I always thought that was just me. I I can't stand putting my clothes away. I know. It's so annoying. It is so annoying. It, second only to emptying the dishwasher. And this is such a yes. bougie and privileged thing to say because I have a washer and dryer and I have a dishwasher. And for eight years living in Brooklyn, I had neither. So I understand <laughs> that this is a huge privilege, but yeah, I get that. I'm, I'm doing none of these things. Whoever it is, I'm doing none. <laughs> it's a lot of work. <laughs> was that influencer Liza Koshy or Miss Famous herself, Jersey Shore's Snooky? I'll go Snooki. Who was it? It was Liza Koshy. It was Liza Koshy. <laughs> Meanwhile, I want to know what Snooki's I know, right? Are. Same. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we do. We got to ask her. Um, that was fun. That was, that was uh, 
Guess the celebrity resolution, guys. Um, let's see how many you got right. Tell us in Instagram. Yeah, let's um, All right. So how do we then stick to a resolution? Very forgivingly. Mm. With a lot of self-kindness and self-forgiveness. Um, I bought a I bought a calendar, like a month at a glance calendar. It's like one box for every day of the month. And I was like, I can commit to journaling in a one-by-one square once a day. I can say three words about how the day went or how I was feeling or just sort of like the energy of the day. I can give a word to a day. I can do that. Already missed the last three days. <laughs> very forgiving. I am very, very forgiving with myself. So I think is be as kind to yourself as you can possibly be. Do your best. Um, life is hard enough without self-imposed pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a... Uh... One of my things has been, you know, when you're when you're creating content all the time um, is like making one piece of video every day and you're like, OK, I'll bank it and, and I'll, I'll spend half a day on a Sunday and do videos. And then inevitably, like you're tired or it rained or you got some something happen and you're like you have a deadline on a Monday for work and you're like, it just doesn't happen. And I've had to learn to just be like, it's okay. Like people will get a video when they get a video. If they don't get a video, they don't get a video. Life doesn't end. Uh, But we're, you know, constantly in this uh, told by the world that you need to like deliver every single thing you say uh, you are going to at that time. Um, And that was a big thing for me to just let go that, and like you said, be forgiving that Especially as a stand-up, you guys are just factories of funny. And to to create a video and post it online, you've burned the joke. And it's just, you can't be expected to have like a set and continually post funny stuff on the internet too, because then it's done. It's just the amount of respect I have for people who can be that consistently funny and just the the wheels that must turn. Um, It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. Nine and times- trust me, like reps, actually, sorry. Sh- no, oh, well, I was just going to say nine times out of 10, like these things that we want for ourselves are not life and death, unless it literally is, <laughs> you know? So like you're saying, if you can't get that video out, sorry, I'll get it out when I can. It's okay. Truly. Totally. <laughs> totally. We don't have to wait for a specific day. I think that's the one thing I am not a fan of, of New Year's in general. It's It's... Well, probably my least favorite holiday of the year. Um, I'm a super Christmas buff. Uh, I love Christmas and Halloween. Um, I really dislike New Year's Eve just because of what you said. The pressure, this honestly like feels like a fake reality that life is going to change when the clock strikes midnight. And I'm just like, really, guys, like we have fed into Disney fairy tales for far too long. Um, the truth is life can change at any time. The next second. Um, and right now is the only time we have. I'm not going to wait till the end of 2023 to start something in 2024. I'm going to just do it now. And sometimes I change my resolutions multiple times in a year. I'm like, okay, I feel like I got that one done or, you know, and then I move on to, to something else. I don't wait. Um, I started my resolutions, quote unquote resolutions, um, in December. And the day I made my vision board and then the next day I was like, okay, like, cool. I'm going to do, you know, 
make some like actionable steps that that's what helps me. I'm a very, I love to-do lists. So, uh, I made like a to-do list, um, that again was manageable for me. That wasn't going to burn me out like it has in the past and all of that. Um, so what are some healthy resolutions, especially in the dating world that we can start anytime, um, including in February, which is <laughs> this very annoying Valentine's Day, which is also my other least favorite day of the year. Yeah, I don't think anyone single or couple likes Valentine's Day. I think that jumped the shark many, many years ago. Um, I think, and I hate telling other people what to do with their own lives, but I would say ending autopilot as much as you can, um, trying to live as intentionally and authentically as you can, because when you're on autopilot and you're just going forward with like work and social life and home and work and social life and home, and it just, the wheels are just like spinning forward. Um, I think autopilot is a, is a tough place to be because when you do have those moments of like snapping awake and realizing you've been on autopilot for six months, you can feel really guilty. Like, what was I just doing? Like, why, why wasn't I doing the things I wanted to do or making space for the things I wanted to do? So looking at your life with some intentionality and asking like, are these the ways that I want to be spending my time? And if not, um, I, like you said, identifying goals and taking steps to put those, put steps in place to achieve those goals. Um, and I think, I mean, I could, I can and have gone on about this for days on the internet, but like, ask yourself if, if dating apps are serving you, how are they serving you? What good are they putting into your life? Or are you just mindlessly swiping through faces for hours and hours a day sometimes? And if you are, what are you getting back for that? What are you getting for your time, your energy, your focus, and your money? What are you getting back in return? And if it's nothing, or if it's nothing good, you are allowed to say to yourself, this isn't serving me. I want this to change. And you can remove dating apps from your life without moving forward in guilt. Like you're destroying your chances or something. Because I think if you're really not enjoying that space, um, dating apps have never delivered on all the chances you've already given them. So you're allowed to remove them from your life and see what else can come in. On my side, I feel like the only healthy suggestion that I would have for resolution is like, have more fun. Even in the dating space, especially in the dating space, uh, and coming from a comedian, you know, some of my best jokes come from shitty situations. Uh, you know, look at something. I mean, I got cheated on by my ex. He cheated on me with grandmas. You can't make that up. Yeah, it's a real thing. So, like, now it's like a fun bit in my stand-up about it. And, like, in the moment, I couldn't see the funny. But then when I was starting to tell my friends and everybody was laughing, I was like, oh, yeah, it is kind of funny. It is really funny. And now it's super funny to me that that happened. Um, and I, I hope can it's just super lucrative, too. My <laughs> literal motto is may whatever hurts my feelings make me money. Hey. And I hope that that has been the case for you because. I, yes, it uh, it certainly is helping in uh, in my comedy. So. I will, I will take that. But, but I do think like, you know, people walk out of dates and, and I get it. I've been there. We've all been there that it went shittily. And then we're just so, so upset about it. And, and it's fair. And sometimes it really is fair. Sometimes some dates are really shitty, but a lot of times they're just not great. And like, maybe we can find some fun in it. Um, either crack a joke about it and just kind of ease some of it off of our plate. Uh, or just like have some fun with the date, you know, where like, okay, maybe you didn't find the one, but 
hopefully could have like had some semblance of a decent time. Um, unless again, they were a shitty person, but can find the funny in that too. I do think it's like a perspective change that I have, I constantly work on because I can, even though I'm a comedian, can take things very seriously. Uh, so I've had to like constantly look at things and go like, oh yeah, when I do kind of change my perspective around it, it makes it a little less heavy to carry around. Um, Aisha, what do you think? Um, I think a fun one for like singles specifically who their goal is to, you know, find someone, be in a relationship, whatever you want to do. I think that you should just do stuff that you like to do. You know, just do more of what you actually like to do. Put down the apps, go traveling, you know, go play, I don't know, bowling, whatever you like to do, do that. And then it just increases the likelihood that you'll find somebody else who like also likes to do those things. But like do it with the intention of just like having fun for yourself, you know, put yourself in those scenarios. And that way, you know, you're having fun. And if something happens, great. And if not, that's fine. You had a good time. Well, we're wrapping this episode. Friends, we have a new segment called Dating Confessions. So if you want to hear Shaney's dating confession, you're going to have to go to our Instagram or TikTok for that. Yeah, you're not going to get it here. But we are going to do six questions before you go. So, uh, Shaney, we have a segment called Six Questions. We ask every guest the exact same six questions. Kind of a rapid fire Don't think about it too much. You ready? Yes. Our first one back in 2023. Uh, What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Um, I guess that they're there. They're just like, they exist. Is that, that's my answer. They exist. (laughs) I love that. It's very unique. Um, What is one deal breaker? I only have one. Children. I do not date people who want or have children. Very fair. Uh, what turns you on? That is private business, not meant for the internet. Ooh. Not everything is. Not everything has to be for the internet. It's very some things, true. Some things can be for home. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Uh, what are one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? Um. Okay, so... I won't answer this. As a single person, I think we have a lot of light shown on our weaknesses in relationships, kind of on the assumption that we're bad at them. And there is nothing about being single that makes somebody bad at relationships, Um, just as there's nothing about someone who's in a relationship that makes them good at one. So I would say my strengths and weaknesses are the same as every other human. We're all equally flawed and equally talented in, in a multitude of ways. Um, so I would say I'm I'm like everyone else, and I really um, I really won't answer questions that uh, that play to that narrative of like, well, you're single because you're bad at relationships, or you have a problem with X, Y, and Z. Because I don't believe that. I think we're all beautifully flawed and beautifully talented, um, regardless of our relationship status. Love it. No, but what is love? Excellent question. If you figure out, give me a call. Just I there's it. Isn't it nice though that there's so many different versions of that word, like endless versions of that word that makes me really happy because in a way we've been taught to think of like the one kind of love you lack when in reality, there's so many other kinds of love that you have or can have in addition, not, not, you know, to replace it, but just in addition to that. Um, yeah, good question. Mm, Get it. Uh, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Window or aisle. (laughs) <laughs> what are we booking? Where are we going? 
I would like the aisle seat. I hope that he would like the window. I will switch if need be on occasion, but no, I'm an aisle seat girl. Love it. What if it's a three-seater? I mean, I would almost say we should just do double aisle because who wants the middle? You know what I mean? Just get an aisle like across from each other so that we can laugh at the same parts of movies, but like no one has to have the middle seat. That's perfect. That's a perfect one. (laughs) Well, Shani, thank you so much for being on the show today. How can everyone find you? Shani Silver is a very Googleable name. Um, I'm very easy to find. I am at Shani Silver on Instagram and TikTok. My podcast, a single serving podcast, publishes on Patreon only every Monday morning. And my book, A Single Revolution, is available on Amazon. Thank you so much. And guys, uh, follow us. We're at Kind of Dating across the board, mostly on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance across the board. And I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Guys, if you like something you heard, screenshot the episode and tag us on social media. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, it's been a minute. (laughs) I know it's tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.